Hey everyone, a little prelude before we get to this episode of Late Night Sprites. So, fun fact, this was not originally going to be a Late Night Sprites episode. This was going to be a YouTube video over on the Late Night Sprites channel, and if you're interested, I do have some exclusive review content coming to Late Night Sprites on YouTube, and more about that perhaps in the future. Maybe I'll make an announcement or something, but this was originally going to be a YouTube video, but um, all the footage got lost, all the audio files got corrupted, so I'm redoing it, so... Enjoy this bonus-ish episode as we get to the latter half of the first season of Late Night Sprites. Basically, going forward, there's going to be some fun content in November, but by the end of November, early December, especially around the Game Awards, I'm going to be wrapping up the show, at least for a couple months, to work on other projects, and also... Throughout the month of November, I might be slowing down a little bit. I said I was going to take a break, and I did for one week after doing the Summer of Sprites. But after that, instead of kind of coasting into Season 1, I definitely put my foot on the gas and really started going forward more. And that's fine. Because I was feeling better and I was feeling good. But as the holidays are approaching and I have some other projects in mind. Like making reviews for the Late Night Sprites YouTube channel and getting that off the ground. And so on. I'm going to be taking a little bit of time away from the podcast. I have a couple more fun episodes ideas. Including a Halloween special that you will be getting on Halloween, so I am very excited about that. So, without further ado, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It's going to be one of the shorter ones. I'm not going to be doing a 40 or 50 minute episode on this. It's going to be in the same ballpark that it would have been if it would have been a YouTube video. So, welcome to the Lost YouTube Video episode on Luigi's Mansion 3D. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Late Night Sprites. We are in late October, which means Halloween at the time of this recording is almost here. That means costumes candy and for some people scary movies for me i'm not a fan of scary movies i'm more of a fan of just watching scooby-doo and making ecto cooler and so on and so forth but we're not here to talk about ecto cooler and scooby-doo today instead we are here to talk about busting some ghosts that's right it's time to bust some ghosts because busting makes me feel good, and I ain't scared of no ghosts. 
And with that, I'm going to be talking about the 3DS version of Luigi's Mansion. Now, I have a history with Luigi's Mansion. Back when I got my GameCube, I got the one that had the Zelda games included, but for some weird reason didn't have Link to the Past, but had Zelda 1, Link's Adventure, which I was really bad at, Ocarina of Time, which I was really bad at, and Majora's Mask, which I was really bad at. Then there was Mario Party 4, and that was also one of my first GameCube games, and I ended up playing that a lot and learning all of the mini-games, even if it meant playing the game by myself. But the other game I got for Christmas that year was Luigi's Mansion, and at first I was a little off-put by it. I didn't like playing the game at night, because I was pretty scared, and... Albeit the first boss of that game, when the baby made the screaming baby face, freaked me out. But I eventually got over it and kept trying at the game and learning the puzzles and catching the ghosts and moving forward. And then I got to the final boss and I got super stuck and I got super frustrated. Now, as a kid, I would go to video rental stores a lot, including Blockbuster, and I would rent games, and especially around the GameCube, Wii, and DS era, Blockbuster started doing their, like, no late fees, rent as long as you want kind of policies, so I would rent a game for about two or three weeks even, like, I remember they started introducing like two-week rental policies and so on, and I would rent Mario Tennis, I would rent uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, I would rent Double Dash, and I would really dive into those games. So Luigi's Mansion fell into the wayside, and I started getting more games, I started getting stuff like Codename Kids Next Door, and Fairly Odd Parents Breaking the Rules, and Shadow Showdown, and renting and getting really frustrated at Mario Sunshine, and also just other games. Or Thousand Year Door, another game that I got basically to the end at, but my kid brain could not process how to beat the Shadow Queen, so I even had to buy a strategy guide. But yes, I could not topple the final boss of this game. But now it's out on 3DS, and I am much older, and I have much more patience. And I really don't want to go rent games, let alone... I don't think there's any way to rent games. Maybe Gamefly still exists. Who knows? But that being said, I decided to pick up Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS a couple months back. And decided to finally go back through my childhood favorite. We all know Luigi's Mansion, but for those who don't, Luigi supposedly wins a contest. Mario, thinking that this contest is legit, runs off to this mansion. When Luigi shows up at the mansion, nobody's there. You go in a door, and suddenly you're attacked by a ghost. But there's an old man with a vacuum who takes care of the ghost. But then a bunch more show up, and the old man's like, hey, let's get out of here. Then you meet him, Professor E. Gad, Professor Elvin Gad. 
and with that, your adventure into the mansion begins. He gives you his Poltergust 3000, which gives you the ability to suck up these ghosts. Armed with your vacuum and your flashlight, you need to go in there, find out what happened to Mario, and save the day. Aside from the basic enemies, which are ghosts that throw banana peels, ghosts that punch you, ghosts that corkscrew punch at you, ghosts that grab you, those are the most annoying ones, and they also make very annoying sounds, and I hate them. There's also these portrait ghosts that got released that Egad was studying because he studies, like, booze or whatever. That being said, Egad was like, dang it, I... Lost all my portrait ghosts, please go get them back. And so you skedaddle in there. These are basically puzzles. You will find a ghost that, for example, just needs to yawn or you open a window to cause the breeze to make her get up and open the curtain to reveal their heart. Shine the flashlight on them and they are stunned and you begin sucking them up the way you do with the normal enemies who just need to be hit and stunned and then sucked up. This is where the real personality in the gameplay shines. From one of the four main bosses, which there are four main areas of the game, headlined by a boss such as the Screaming Baby, or maybe another boss like Boolossus, who's just a really big boo. How creative. You'll find several other characters hiding in rooms. These ghosts are also pretty up. Some are... You know, needed to progress because once you beat them, you'll get a treasure chest with the key. But some of her, some of these enemies are optional, like Biff Atlas, the exercise one, where you can just pass him by. Not every single one is optional; most of them are not. But the fact that there are some optional ones that you can just downright skip by the end of the game is pretty interesting. So, another part of this game that really interests me, aside from the personality of the portrait ghosts and trying to find out how to reveal their heart, whether it's putting ice in the shower or memorizing classic Mario music, easy peasy lemon squeezy, you will also get cool little elements. That's right, you will get the ability to shoot fire, you'll get the ability to shoot ice or water, and these will help you take on different variants of the main enemies as well as some of the portrait ghosts. As you keep advancing throughout the mansion, taking on the portrait ghosts and the bosses, you will find out that King Boo is the one at the helm, and he is not happy. But first, him and his boos trick you into releasing 50 boos, and they are at least one per room. After you clear a room, the lights will turn on, making everything silent, and Luigi will begin to whistle. Once you clear an entire floor, the mansion actually goes from kind of like, ooh, what's gonna happen, to surprisingly calm. You can go to past floors without enemies trying to hide, well, basically beat you up, because enemies only spawn on the floors that are dark. But when you clear a room, your Game Boy Horror, the tool that EGAD gives you that also has a map and so on, will start to flash. If it flashes um, blue, nothing's there. If it's flashing yellow, you're getting close. And if it's flashing red, it's time to open the drawer or shake a piece of furniture. And lo and behold, a boo will pop out. Since you're in a room of light, you don't need to use a flashlight. You just have to start sucking away at the boo. And start whittling the blues health down until it hits zero. 
The thing with booze, though, is that they'll flee into other rooms. They don't stay in the same room that they begin in. So they can pop into a room that is out of the way, or they can pop into a room completely that is locked, and you will have to go after it later, or leave the mansion and reset the boo. Back at EGAD's lab in the 3DS version, you can find the ability to refight certain ghosts to get a higher ranking and change the color of their frame, training, co-op, and more. That's right, co-op. Unlike the first game, EGAD from the future shows up and just dumps Gooigi from Luigi's Mansion 3 to do co-op. I did not do any co-op or any of the bonus stuff or even the post-game mansion. That's right, there's a second mansion that's even harder. I just went through the game once. As you go through the game, you will also find money everywhere, whether it's pearls from sucking up a ghost on a streak in perhaps even one go, to rooms full of treasure instead of keys, to money in the drawers, money in the grass, money in the everywhere, money in several pieces of furniture. That is, unless you open a piece of furniture that decides to smack Luigi in the face. Luigi has 99 HP, and there are hearts all throughout the mansion to restore your health, as well as toads that are just crying for no specific re- well, because they're scared. I say for no reason, because unlike Luigi, well, Luigi is still pretty scared. This is the game that gave him his scared personality, but unlike true Ghostbusters, the Toads are indeed afraid of those ghosts. You can also just press the X button to scream for Mario whenever you want to. But that's the name of the game. Stop King Boo, beat all the boos, and collect as much money as you possibly can to get a high ranking at the end of the game. And don't get too many game overs because that will affect your money intake. So, how does this game play on 3DS? It plays shockingly good. The fact that Luigi's Mansion is portable really baffles me. Yes, a lot of people really wanted it on the Switch, but the fact that they crammed this game into a 3DS cartridge and it still looks good, plays well, and as long as you're not playing in multiplayer, it doesn't have slowdown. The fact that you can play the entirety of this game with features that were cut from the original, like the Harder Mansion, and the ability to refight bosses. In the original, you would have to replay the entire game to get a second go at these. You'd have to start over. But, no. With the 3DS one, you just have to go up to the portrait and select it. With a bunch of other features included in this game, the 3DS one is pretty good. It controls pretty well too. You move with the analog stick, use the D-pad to aim your poltergust, or you can use the little nub if you have the new 3DS, L to blow, and R to suck, and A to use the flashlight. I will admit that the hit detection on some of the flashlights felt a little off though, compared to the GameCube one. There were some times where I was on top of enemies, and I'm not talking about the portrait ghost, I'm talking about the original enemies, and I was using my flashlight and it didn't work. Sometimes I just was at the wrong angle and it didn't work out too well. But aside from the hit detection being a little off, this is still a really competent game. It's the entire GameCube experience on the go. Graphically, it's great. The sound is, well, basically just the same. 
and the sound design is still perfectly intact. I love the sound design of this game, from the funny little jingle from when you get your key, to the little funny jingle that you get from rescuing a toad and getting a save point. And that's Luigi's Mansion 3D. And yes, I did beat the boss. As for the mansion ranking, I got a few too many game overs because this was my first time going through this game since the GameCube days. So, at least I want to say more than 10 years? Maybe 15? It's been a hot minute since I checked. And I don't even have, like, my original GameCube anymore. So, yeah. And looking at this game from in hindsight i'm glad that i played it it's the game that gave luigi the personality that we know of a scaredy cat who still loves his brother and is willing to go out and save the day the luigi that we all know and love that we even see echoed in something nowadays like the mario movie so yes i'm really glad that i played this game and i'm really glad that i beat it even though I got the F ranking, I want to try this game again, and I might even play this game come next October. I need to go through this game in Luigi's Mansion 3 again and again to try and get higher rankings every once in a while. Albeit, I might like this game more than Luigi's Mansion 3, just because this game is indeed a lot shorter. This game is easier to get through. I got through it in two sittings, and found myself powering through this game. It's very short, but it's also very replayable. With some fun quality of life features, this one is essential for 3DS Hunters, and I would honestly recommend getting it now instead of later. This, Mario & Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story, DX plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey, and especially Kirby's Epic Yarn, are going up higher and higher in price because they were released at the tail end of the 3DS's lifespan and thus did not get a lot of copies made nor a lot of copies sold. I do not include Sushi Strikers or Captain Toad Treasure Tracker because... A, those games are still incredibly cheap, and B, they are easy to find, and C, they are on multiple systems that are also very accessible, namely the Switch, or even the Wii U version for Captain Toad's case. But yes, I do recommend this one for 3DS collectors. I think that Luigi's Mansion will get ported to the Switch once the second game comes closer to be releasing on the Switch. With 3 being on Switch, I could see Nintendo doing what they did with Pikmin and shadow dropping Luigi's Mansion on the Switch for the sake of having a remastered with a physical version at a later date. As for Luigi's Mansion 2, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to go through the 3DS one or the version on Switch when the HD one comes out. I have never played Luigi's Mansion 2 and I missed it. I had the first one and I've played the third one, so I will have to eventually go through the second one and see if it deserves the, you know, kind of disdain that it gets. But for the 3DS one, yes, I also agree with the people who think that it should have been on Switch, but I don't hate it. I think it's great, and I still think the 3DS deserves plenty of love.
Even though the Switch is really cool and also a portable console, the 3DS has so many great titles locked into it currently, from Rhythm Thief to Kirby's Plant Robobot to even this version of Luigi's Mansion, the 3DS still has plenty of great titles. This one is a great October play if you want to get in a fun and cartoony mood and less of a scary mood for Halloween. This one and Luigi's Mansion 3 are great, and I'm not just saying that because I listen to the Ghostbusters theme and drink Ecto Cooler when I play these games. I indeed am also not scared of no ghosts, and busting in this game really makes me feel good. The fact that this GameCube gem is on the go is pretty dang neat. But thank you for listening to this episode of Late Night Sprites. If you enjoy reading, head over to latenightsprites.blogspot.com where I talk about music, movies, and more. And if you keep scrolling and go to the older content, you can find a bunch of indie game reviews and other kind of fun little posts from over the years. But that's it for this episode. I'll see you on the next one. If you want to listen to more, there are plenty of episodes to listen to including news, reviews, and more. I recommend checking out the last episode where I went through Mario, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe and Sonic Mania in honor of Sonic Superstars and Mario Wonder, which, yes, I did take a break from those games as well as Spider-Man 2 to be playing those now. Or you can check out the time that I went through every single game in the Cowabunga Collection, but... The month of October isn't over yet, and I sense there's something big coming for the podcast, but that's on the next episode, so take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, and I'll see you again soon. Take care.